0: choose wisely choose Wendy's two for six for a limited time price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only single item at regular price
1: I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades I have been in television for 24 years I just came to get something to eat and I have very seldom been at a loss
2: for words i just came to get something to eat.
1: Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? Explain to me. No, you're right. No, No, you're right.
2: It's stupid. It's not. It's an illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing.
1: Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right
2: there. You know I'm in trouble.
0: And I know it.
1: I tried to get into their heads and understand why.
2: Pizza we have tonight.
1: I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza, and ultimately make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You <laughs> ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen.
0: Rakuten helps me be a smarter shopper and save money on just about everything. They have all things you need to buy, whether it's home essentials or a self-care treat just for you. With Rakuten, I get cash back on clothes, groceries, travel, and much, much more. Even better, you can stack cash back on top of other deals, like store sales and credit card points. In case you're wondering, the stores on Rakuten are the ones you know and love, and lots of cool ones waiting to be discovered. When it comes to savvy shopping and saving money, Rakuten is a no-brainer. It's free and easy to join. Just go to Rakuten.com now or download the Rakuten app today. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N.
1: People always ask which predators post the most danger to children. And they all do. We've had guys come in with criminal histories of sexual assault on a minor. And we've had mainstream men who've had jobs in medicine, research, education, industry. But we also have guys who, whatever they do for a living, they're fast movers, that's what we call them. Fast movers because they may only chat for 30 to 60 minutes with someone they know is a underage boy or girl. And then they get in their car or they get in a cab or a train or a bus and they head to our sting house. And the fast mover scenario to me indicates a couple of things that are very dangerous. One, being very familiar with how chat rooms work and how to groom a child, right? It also indicates to me, and again, I'm not a therapist. I just play one on TV when I interview these guys. It indicates to me that maybe they've done this before. They're comfortable enough to do this without getting caught. They've fantasized about meeting a child and a sexual liaison. And they've chatted enough to the point where they blur this line between fantasy and reality, and suddenly they're knocking on our door. And that was the case with 53-year-old Eugene Daly. Eugene Daly, by his own account, done two tours working for the U.S. Postal Service. He told me he had just finished his second tour of duty. He goes by the name Double102000. He identified himself as a 49-year-old named Kevin. Now, I'm not sure why, if you're 53, you think it's better to say you're 49 when you're talking to a, someone you think is a 13-year-old girl. In this case, it was girly girl 1993 who identified herself as a 13-year-old named Michelle. Now, this investigation in Ocean County, New Jersey, was significant for a couple of different reasons. One, the house was a gorgeous vacation home right on the ocean. And we've profiled some predators I've caught in that sting on this podcast before. Two, we had an on-site decoy who was extremely talented, Casey Morrow, who's been a guest on this podcast, who was the daughter of the family, the fellow who owned the home. And when we first had the discussion about leasing the home, as we often do, we asked the father, this home has been in the same family for many years, sadly destroyed by Superstorm Sandy in 2012. The home had been in the family for many years. we asked, you know, do you know someone who is 18, 19, 20 years old, who looks younger, who is articulate, maybe a theater student? And the homeowner said, yeah, my daughter. And so Casey became a part of the To Catch a Predator team, in and in a wonderful young woman in her own right. Very successful now. Last we spoke, she was in Bali, if you'll recall. Anyway, it was very significant because as the investigation continued, and this was in 2007, March, I believe, she became more comfortable talking to these predators when they arrived. And as telling as the transcripts are of the chats, and I'll get into that in a minute. The interaction face-to-face between the Predator and the on-site decoy is very revealing and very, very compelling. I like to think that I get the truth out of most of these guys, that I create some compelling moments because, you know, I really work hard at getting inside these guys' head. As I've always said, anybody can jump out of a back room and scare the hell out of somebody and get 10 seconds of dramatic television. My job is to get inside and understand the mind of a predator, the mind of a criminal. If you can do that, you can better prevent people from becoming victims. But what Casey was able to do in this case was really get these guys to interact. And the Eugene Daly scenario was so telling and so disturbing and represented so much danger to a child that it's worth exploring in great detail because a couple things became very apparent. First of all, this was the first case where a predator actually detailed face-to-face what he wanted to do to a child, in this case, a 13-year-old girl. And it's really, really, really disturbing. And he said it with such ease, like he had done it before. So let me set the scene here. He's chatting online for about an hour. And again, we'll talk about the chat in a second here. He decides he's going to jump in the car to go see this 13-year-old girl. And according to the discussion, which is creepy online, he acknowledges the age difference, all that. He's going to pop by and they're going to start their intimate relationship, but it may not go all the way, all the way meaning intercourse, but other things might happen. And I can guarantee you, I can predict without fear of contradiction that this was the kind of guy that if it was going okay, he would have he would have had sex with this girl. I mean, you could just see it from the chat. You can see it from the way he interacted. You could see it by how excited he was to see this girl. But keep in mind, he's going over there after an hour chat. He's going to drive 30 minutes and then he's going to hang out Rape essentially, a child. And then he's got to get out of there because he's got to pick up his wife from work. And he says this. He says it in the chat. He says it to me when I confront him. Can you imagine? Here's a 53 year old guy who's in a chat room knowingly talking to a 13 year old girl, references sex. He gets in his car, he drives over. And he details face-to-face, sitting across from Casey, on the beach, ocean in the background, how he's going to rape her. That's what goes down here. So let's talk about the chat for a second. Daly, as double one o two thousand makes the first approach to girly girl 1993, hello, hey, hey, asks her age. And location where are you from in New Jersey 732 that's the area code same here cool what brings you into this room I'm bored off my ass says the decoy now this is the online decoy working for the online watchdog group perverted justice with which we worked on all of the TCAP investigations he says I'm old 49 here old enough to be your daddy Right, if that doesn't creep you out, just wait. She once again confirms her age, 13, female, New Jersey. Then says, um, my dad's older. LOL. Okay. So what's up, he says. Not much. Sucks to be us, she says. Why is that, he asks. Because we're bored off our asses. That is true. So anyway, he says, how can I help you? I don't know. He asks for a picture. She says, well, there's one in my profile, but talks about her camera being broken and that she can't uh, show him a picture live. He gets on though and does show himself on a webcam. They continue, they get on the phone. She says she had to find a phone card funded by her dad. She uses that because her mom gets mad at her when she uses too much of her cell phone card. She's coy about giving out the exact address. Wants to make sure he's actually going to come over. He says, care to meet? Sure. Could be cool. What do you want to do? You tell me, he says. I have no idea where you are, but I'm probably about a half hour away. Several times he asks the decoy, posing as 13-year-old girly girl, 1993, to give him a call. So there are a number of phone chats here. He's nervous about saying too much online but he gets there she asks if they could meet on the beach because that's where we have cameras set up it's a bit of a different setting and we like that and we also think that it might be interesting to see how this predator interacts with the onside decoy sitting on the beach get him in his natural state if you will So there's discussion about meeting on the beach, the address of the house. They talk about going to the house after they chat on the beach. And then the discussion turns to what they're going to do. Now, keep in mind that all this occurs after Eugene Daly tells someone online who he knows, he's been told, is a 13-year-old girl that She could be the daughter he never had. Says, I could be your daddy. So this is his mindset. This is part of his grooming process. Daly is very explicit when he tells the girl online what he wants to do to her. Play with you. Hold you. Kiss you. Feel you. Decoy asks, kiss me where? He says, all over. And then he turns the corner and gets very, very graphic in the chat. She asks, so we're still going to kiss and stuff? He again asks for the address. Says, you bet. Then double says, have you ever had a guy go down on you? Obviously referring to oral sex. She says, no, my boyfriend never did. LOL. Eugene Daly says, eat your pussy. Sorry, don't mean to be offensive, but that's what he said. He never did, why? Would you like that, he asks, could be cool. What do you want? Daly says, have you ever given head? She says, yes, cool. So your game, he says. And she says, well, I don't want to play games. LOL, what do you want? He says, your address. And then he says, are you off from school now? Yeah. More discussion about back and forth and what he wants and he talks about making her come a number of times. Back to the address, meeting at the beach. We can make a day of it. This is after their initial meeting where he's going to talk about what he's going to do and get her groomed properly. She says she's going to jump in the shower. So she's clean when he gets there. He says, okay, going. She asks, what kind of a car? He tells her it's a blue blazer. And he says, okay. Leaving, look for me. He's about 30 minutes away. Now, remember, he's going to try and make this trip pretty quick because he has to pick his wife up from work. Won't she be pleased when she figures out what he's been doing? So, as predicted, 30 minutes later, here comes Eugene Daly. Walks over to the beach to meet his 13-year-old date. Girly girl, 1993. Listen to what he says as he approaches. Hey,
2: come on up. I am just going to go check the waves. Let's go. Okay.
1: And here he is walking onto the beach in front of our $4 million home in Manilowka, New Jersey, the Stinghouse. He makes himself comfortable right away. And you can't help but think he's done this before because he's not even nervous about it. Casey, the decoy, the onside decoy, sits down in her chair. Eugene Daly sits down in his, and, and they're having this chat, and she asks... Okay, what's gonna happen? How's this gonna work? And very precisely, he lays out what he's going to do.
2: You just relax and I'll just take care of everything, okay? Mm-hmm. You just be yourself. Just touch and explain as I go. Tell me if you enjoy. it. Did you like bring a condom or anything? I'm not gonna do that today, okay?
1: I mean, that's just absurd. Think about this. He's pretending to be a good guy saying they're not going to have intercourse on this visit. They're just going to have oral sex and all kinds of other sex. It's still rape. It's still a 13-year-old girl. He's already violated the law in his chat. Now he's going to violate it in person. And that's why this case is so significant, because it was the first time that a predator explicitly shows intent on camera in real time as to how he wants to sexually assault a child.
2: It was fast, rushed. I wasn't sure if you were real or what. I was, I'm looking for police. <laughs> you know, so. What kind of things did you want to do? To oh, hold you, kiss you, touch you. Yeah. Okay. You know, try to get you excited. Yeah.
1: And if there's any doubt as to whether he's done this before, listen to what he says. He, he comes out when Casey asks him and says, oh, yeah, sure. Is that okay? Have you,
2: like, done that kind of stuff before? Sure. Because I haven't really, you know...
1: And again, he reiterates what he wants to do to the girl. And he's face-to-face with her. And Casey, while she may have been, you know, 18 or 19 at the time, she looked young. She could absolutely pass as a 13-year-old. And he expresses the fact that he's nervous. He says he's looking around for cops. And yet he continues with this conversation, all
2: of which being recorded. Like I said, this please... I'll take it easy on you, that's all, you know? Yeah, I mean, you seem like a nice guy. Oh, yeah, I'm not, well, can, I'm not sure. You
1: know, I'm still more i am more scared than you are, to be <laughs> honest. I'll take it easy on you. I'm more scared than you are, to be honest. Now, he <laughs> he thinks he's in the clear here, obviously, because he's being very explicit. But it's also clear that he's still thinking this might be one big trap. And here's the thing we're going to find out in a minute here that he's probably seen previous episodes of To Catch a Predator. He talks about being on TV. He talks about the cops. He knows that what he's doing there is illegal. And remember, all this has to be accomplished in fairly short order because he's got to pick up his wife from work.
2: What are you scared of? I don't know. You know, I think i was a black woman. You are young, that's why. And I yeah. I didn't think you were real to be honest. That's why. You didn't think I was real? Well, that can be anybody in that thing. Yeah, You'd be I... older and still have a young boy. Yeah. No, I'm real. Like, what do you mean, like, holding me? <laughs> It'll be an experience. It'll be something you'll enjoy. Casey had an earpiece
1: in so she could communicate with Frag of Perverted Justice. And it was very helpful because... You know, clearly, this is the first time Casey has done anything like this, right? And as great as she was, you know, it's a lot of stress to put a kid in that position. But she was great. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. So, Frag tells her, and you'll hear this in a second, to ask him... Eugene Daly if he wants her to do anything to him.
2: Ask if he wants you to touch him. You want me to touch you? You don't have to do anything you don't want to. Okay? If I wanted to. If you you it? well, it's it's up to you. Little by little. That's the baby steps, okay? Mm -hmm.
1: You can tell that he thinks, okay, I'm being a good guy here because I'm not going to make her do anything she doesn't want to do, but he's forgetting that she's 13 if she does anything with him. It's against the law. She's too young to consent to any sexual activity. He's already broken the law online. He's breaking the law as we record. But he tries to make himself feel better by saying things like baby steps, little by little. We're not going to do anything you don't want to do. What a great guy. It became clear that it was time for me to confront Eugene Daly. Double one oh two, thousand. So I've got a bit of a walk to come from the house and it's soft sand and, and so I'm coming from an angle where he won't see me till I'm very close. We're trying to balance this, right? I want to create a safe environment. I want to keep the environment safe. I don't think he's armed. He doesn't seem like a violent guy. I want to get to a point where I can engage him. I don't want him to run necessarily because I want to get inside his head. And here I come and he sees me. And right away, he thinks I'm the dad. He doesn't recognize me from TV just yet. You know, I'm wearing a pullover sweater. It was still a little chilly. And at first he thinks, well, I'm just in trouble with the dad. Maybe I showed up unexpectedly. But he soon finds out it's even worse than that.
2: What's your father? How you doing? Okay. Mr. Police? What's going on? No. Do me a favor, take your hands out of your pockets, no. will you? Not much. How much. What are you up to? Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. It's not what you just said here. Yeah, no, I'm not going to. I knew this was a setup. That's what I told you. Police. That's what I said. What made you think it was a setup? It was a hug. She's young. I wasn't going to do anything anyway. That's you weren't going to do anything anyway? No. How old are you? 43. 43? I mean, Sorry, 53, 53? 53. 53, I'm sorry. Now you said
1: 49 here. I ask him how old he is. He says 43. I said, wait, what? He says, no, 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 53. I said, well, you said 49 in the chat log. Now, he's starting to realize that he's got a problem here. He knows what he just said. He knows what he said on the chat logs. And the most outrageous thing about Eugene Daly, perhaps, is he's going to make himself or try to make himself a victim here. Here's a guy who is going to rape a kid, right? Plain and simple. And he's going to make himself a victim. He's going to say, I know it was a setup. I wasn't going to do anything. Well, that's nonsense. He wasn't going to do anything. He talked about exactly what he was going to do. His only problem that day was that, he was in a rush and would have to accomplish what he wanted to do before he had to pick up his wife from work. What's the mindset there? Again, he falls back into the victim mode. Uh, what are you doing chatting with a girl who says
2: she's 13? You know, I didn't believe it. I you knew. You talk about, about her being the daughter you never had. Yeah. Well, you started that in the chat room, I know. You I'm, know, this is embarrassing. This is what I knew what was going to happen. I knew it all along this was going to happen embarrassing
1: embarrassing and the fact that he says he knew all along it was a setup that this was going to happen that that makes it even worse to me i mean it's bad on every level but if he really thought that this was a setup that he was going to get caught that this was a decoy sting operation What does that say about his ability to control his fantasies? It says he can't. So if not this time, then when does he offend? And what do you think, as a follower of this podcast, he has done in the past? Do you think he just woke up on this day in March in 2007 and decided to chat with a 13-year-old girl and go meet her for sexual activity, groom her for future intercourse where he would, in fact, bring a condom? Do you think that was his first time? I have no evidence to suggest that he had sexually assaulted a minor previously. But what do you think? Could this be Eugene
2: Daly's very first time? And why did you do it? Help me to understand. Know, I don't know. You know, I can kick myself in the head because I know I'm so... I'm so stupid. It's like uh, you
1: even talk in the chat about you can only come over a half hour because you got to oh, pick yeah. up your
2: wife. I wasn't gonna. You know, I was saying, where's your wife? She's at work. She's, She's at work, her. and you yeah, got to go pick, gotta pick, her pick her up. And who knows? Who knows what? We can do it if it clicks. No. Well, yeah. Me, yeah, yeah. What's that's right cool. here? I can stand. What do you do for a living? Right now, I'm in between jobs. I just got finished working my my second tour. do at the, so so you're the post So you were at the post office. Parents. Yeah. A letter carrier. Yeah.
1: There's so much to unpack here. Now, I have been contacted by people who follow the predator investigations, the old ones, the new ones. And, you know, you guys are very, very good and loyal about keeping track of these people. And I encourage you to reach out to me anytime if there's one particular case you want me to explore here. And and this was one that surfaced in a request this week because the listener said something to the effect of you were particularly aggressive with Eugene Daly and wanted to know why. Well, here's why. Because here's a guy who thinks he's just gonna walk out of there. A guy who thinks, you know, it's no big deal. A guy who says he knew it was a setup. He admits it, essentially, although he claims he really wasn't gonna do anything. This is a dangerous guy who looks like, you know, Joe Average, working at the post office, living his regular life has a wife, going to pick her up from work. And what about the collateral damage there? And he's acting like it was, you know, some minor transgression, like he got caught at a gentleman's club or something. That's not what this is. This isn't just a one-off mistake. This is the attempted sexual assault of a child. Listen to how this wraps up.
2: I knew, I knew, and I'd seen this stuff on TV. So you've why seen, you've seen Dateline's to catch a predator. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Why, why am I doing this? Why am I here? I'm being taped now, too. I'm Chris Hansen. We're doing a story on oh, adults, on men. Is, this is gonna go on TV now. Oh, Chris, please. This is ruining me. You made the decision to come over know. here. I mean... Please, please, no more cameras. Please, Chris. I can't keep you here. If you want to go, you can go. Down, 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 down. All right, come on.
1: Why did I do this? Why, why, why? Well, I'd like to know the answer to that as much as anyone else. I think I know some of the answer, and that is, you've got a guy in Eugene Daly who fantasized about sex with a 13-year-old girl saw an opportunity, and decided to do it. That's a crime. And yet here he is. Why, why, why? Feeling like the worst part of this is going to be that he's on television. It's bad. But Eugene Daly was prosecuted. He was arrested, taken away, and his case started to work through the court system. Eventually, Eugene Daly pleaded guilty to charges associated with soliciting a child online, attempted sexual solicitation of a child. And he did not initially get a prison sentence. He pleaded guilty, as I mentioned. And as part of his sentence, he was put on probation. And he had to register under Megan's law in New Jersey as a sex offender for the rest of his life. And so at least, and I know what many of you are going to say that, you know, lock him up, he should have done some prison time. And I'm not suggesting you're wrong, but at least with lifetime registration as a sex offender, you know where the guy is. He's got a report to his parole probation officer. So somebody's keeping track of him. So if he moves, you know. If you want to check the records in your your neighborhood, your area, you should be able to find out. If he starts acting hinky and doesn't report, that's a violation. And such is the case with Eugene Daly in about 2018. He violated the conditions of his parole. And it's unclear as to exactly what he did because whatever it was, and it could have been a minor transgression, he could have not reported, he could have moved, he could have used a substance he wasn't supposed to use, you know, he could have lied about something that really wasn't very critical. But whatever it was, he violated. And so he did from 2018 to 2019, served 12 months in jail for that violation. When you violate your parole probation in many states, you get listed as having committed the crime that initially put you on parole or probation. And so what's listed for him in terms of the crime is the initial crime of solicitation of a child from the original 2007 arrest. So that's not to indicate necessarily that he tried to have sex with the child again. We just don't know. It could have been something very minor. But he did serve 12 months in jail. Got out in 2019, and there is no record of him committing any other crimes or standing out from a crowd from that point on. He does remain registered as a sex offender. In New Jersey. I did uh, do some digging, some research, and I came up with what appeared to be a cell phone number, for Eugene Daly. Called, there was no answer. But if you hear this, Eugene Daly, I'd like to talk to you on this podcast. And like everyone else who listens to this podcast, you know how to reach me chris at predatorpodcast.com. And speaking of that email, you probably also know that I encourage all of you to record your questions and send them to me on an audio file. And that's exactly what John of Irvine, California, has done. And so we'll feature his question on this episode.
0: Hi, Chris. It's John. I'm calling from Irvine, California. I've been listening to your podcast for a while and I'm really enjoying it. Anyways, I just had a quick question for you today. So being that um, in your role as To Catch a Predator and your other projects, you've been um, privy to some pretty dark and some pretty heavy information. And, you know, you've seen and heard some things that I think no normal person really wants to hear in their life. So I'm just curious as to how, you know, you kept a cool head during it and how you didn't completely become overrun by anxiety or become depressed. And if, you know, there was ever a time during the show or any of your other projects where you felt like you had to take a break from it all. Anyways, keep up the good content. I really like your podcast. Um really excited for new material and stay healthy. It's been a crazy year.
1: Thank you for that, John. You know, it's an excellent question and I've talked about this a little bit, but it is dark material, all of the Predator stuff, and it doesn't change. It was true in 2007 when we busted Eugene Daly, and it's true right now as we continue our Predator investigations for a new series. And it's true with a lot of the other topics I deal with. Onision and Real Life series that's out now on Discovery+, Plus. Unseemly, the Peter Nygaard investigation, it's all dark stuff, and it involves, you know, confronting predators or criminals who commit predator-like crimes, and it involves hearing the voice of a victim, which I think is really important. And so while it is disturbing to delve into those details, it's offset by the fact that I'm exposing really bad people, and that I believe, at least, that I'm giving a voice to victims and survivors. And when you combine that, I think you empower people who've been targeted. And you take away power from predators. And that makes me feel good. Have I suffered from anxiety or depression over the years? You know, I think everybody in their 40s at some point gets anxious. You come to grips with, you know, kids and responsibility and you're flying across the country and... Or overseas on a tense investigation when you're going to confront somebody who's accused of raping children and a child sex ring in Cambodia. And, you know, it, it starts to weigh on you. And then you read an article in Time magazine about John Ritter dying of a ruptured aorta. And you you can you can trick yourself into having all kinds of maladies. And and there was a period of time when I was doing some heavy-duty investigative stuff overseas and then 9-11 and the invasion of Iraq and being embedded in the war on terror in, in New York City and Washington. And yeah, it can weigh on you. You can you can let it manifest itself in a lot of different ways. But, you know, 40 years into this business now, it's 62. Thank you for all the happy birthday wishes, by the way. As we record this, the birthday was yesterday. As you get older, I think you start to get perspective and you start to realize that all right, I didn't die doing that. Then I'm probably not going to die doing it now, <laughs> you know. And I think you you sort of figure that uh, if you stay in pretty good shape and you stay active and focused on projects like this podcast, you're going to be okay. And some of the stuff you just can't control. So you move forward, and we will continue to do what we do. Thanks for listening. There will be more predators I've caught. I'm
2: Chris Hansen.